0: This is the Koinos Community Church Podcast. Subscribe so that you can join us regularly as we look to find ways to close the gap between who we are and who God longs for us to be.
1: The section of Scripture that we're looking at is is the Lord's Prayer. And we're calling this series, We Pray. Because it's not just me closed off in a room praying by myself it's us and so when we confess we confess together when we pray we pray together yes we do it by ourselves and matter of fact in this sermon on the mount this section of scripture Jesus talks about going into a closet and praying but when he says this prayer when he gives this prayer as his disciples there's a plural aspect to it of us doing this together so it's not just by ourselves praying it's we pray together in the section we look at today, it, there's this word in here that says hallowed, and it um, kind of sounds like Halloween, and it is there's a derivative. We'll talk about that a little bit. It's kind of that uh, very similar type of thing, but it says, hallowed be your name. Yeah, okay, give me just a second. So this is the part of the prayer we're looking at. It says, pray then this way, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed, that's how I learned it when I was a kid, you know, when people were using the King James still. But, hallowed be your name. So, why is it important, and what are the implications of hallowing God's name? Last week, Dave spoke about God being our Father. That's the first part of this, our Father in Heaven, and how that's, so for us, that's kind of a name. Like, I don't call my dad by his first name, my son calls me Andrew in close company, but he calls me Dad when he's talking to other people. He talks about me as Dad. But he'll say Andrew to me, which, okay, whatever. But I have a couple of names then. Um, Doofus, that's one of them too, but um, he doesn't call me that necessarily. But um, Anyways, um, so last week Dave talked about the Father and that we pray to this Father and we hallow the Father's name. It's holy. Help us to keep it Holy. So, how would be your name? Make it holy, honor it as such. But what is in a name? And what God? What makes God's name special? We're going to do a video this morning, and this is by a group called the Bible Project, and it's about three and a half minutes. And so, watch the video. We'll talk about the video a little bit. It's not the only thing we're going to talk about today, but I think it's helpful. It's interesting to kind of think about naming God and having an idea for who God is. And so. Watch the video and then we'll be back in just a second.
0: For thousands of years, every morning and evening, Jewish people have prayed these well known words as a way of expressing their devotion to God. They're called the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And as for you, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your strength. We're going to look at the second key word here, Lord, written in all capital letters. This is the personal name of Israel's God. We first learn the meaning of this name in the story of Moses and the burning bush in the book of Exodus chapter 3. God appears to Moses, and he commissions him to liberate the Israelites from slavery. And so Moses wonders, what if people ask the name of the God who has sent me? And so God responds, tell them, "Eh Ehyeh has sent me to you. Now, that Hebrew word, Echyeh, means I will be. In other words, God's name means that he is the one who is and who will be. God's existence doesn't depend on anyone or anything else. This God simply is. But it will sound kind of strange for Moses to go say to the Israelites, I will be has sent me to you. Only God can say, I will be. So in the next sentence, God tells Moses the version he should say aloud, Yahweh, the God of our ancestors, he has sent me to you. Now, that word Yahweh is the ancient Hebrew form of the verb He will be. And this is the personal name of the God of Israel. It appears over 6,500 times in the Old Testament. Now, here's what's interesting. Over the centuries, Israelites wanted to honor the sacred nature of this divine name. So, as they read the Hebrew Bible aloud and they came to this name, they stopped saying Yahweh and instead started saying the Hebrew word for Lord, which is Adonai. Now this practice has been continued throughout the centuries. And so later, when people started translating the Bible into English, they adopted the same practice. Instead of spelling out the divine name, they translated it as Lord, spelled in all capital letters. Okay, you got that? Good, because there's more. Ancient Jewish scribes wanted to prevent anyone from even accidentally saying this name aloud when you read the Hebrew Bible. And so they came up with a visual device to remind you to make sure you say Adonai. They took the four consonant letters of the divine name. These letters correspond to our English letters, YHWH. Then they inserted the three vowels from the word Adonai and combined these together to create an artificial hybrid word, which, if you pronounced it, it would say Yahuwah, but no Israelite ever said Yahuwah. It's simply a visual reminder to say the word Adonai. Now, it gets more interesting. Much later, Christian scribes came along who didn't know that Yahuwah was an artificial word, and so they began to say it aloud and spell it in their writings. This is the word that eventually entered into English as Jehovah it's a word many people still use today The main thing is the word Lord in all capital letters is an indication of the divine name. Don't confuse it with the word Lord in your English translations that's not in all capital letters. That is the actual Hebrew word Adon, which just means Lord or Master. This word can refer to people like kings or the master of a servant, even a shepherd over his sheep. And sometimes biblical authors will use this word to refer to God, like in the phrases the Lord of all the earth or the Lord of. But behind all of these words, Yehovah, Lord, Adonai, stands the original divine name of the God of Israel. It refers to the one who was, who is, and who forever will be.
1: Did anybody learn anything new just then? What would you learn? Let's talk back a little bit. What was something you're like, oh I never knew that. Shout it out. It's okay. Where Jehovah, Where Jehovah came from, yeah? What else? Yeah. You read that in your Bible your whole life if you're or in the last twenty minutes if you've ever read a Bible, and you see Lord L O O L O R D, I know how to spell. And the big Lord is what? Adonai, right? That's interesting. What else? Anything else? Right. What else? Anything else? How confusing would that be to like see a, see something on the page that says like we look at it and says Yahweh but I am no, I'm supposed to say Adonai instead right like you gotta train your brain right to see something that's not there um so somebody else gonna say something so interesting stuff uh the name of God you know and it's I'll be who I will be right um that's interesting, too. That kind of sounds like something Kanye might say. But um, let's see. Oh, it's working working like a charm. I probably jinxed it by saying it's working like a charm. So God's name is not like ours, which makes sense because God is not like us. That's a good reason why we hallow God's name. There's this word in Greek, um, they didn't have a hallow. Hallow came on later. I think it was German slash some kind of maybe Dutch that got, got us to hallow, and then the old English. But it's hagiasthetio, right? And so that H at the beginning of that makes it kind of makes that word holy into into an, a verb instead of an adjective, because holy is that very churchy word. And the words that they use to describe that churchy word are like sanctified and consecrated. Those are churchy words too. But really holy is to set apart or something that is set apart. And so there's a little bit of action to it. But when we add that H to the end of this, to the beginning of this, we kind of make that holy into to make holy. And so when Jesus says make God's name holy or hallowed, God's name. There's two things going on here. There's the God, hallow your name, and then people, hallow God's name. And so it kind of turns this holy word into a verb. You know, I've been reading this book by a woman named Anna. There's all kinds of hard words for me to say today. Her last name, she's Polish, and so it's Wesbicka, right? And it's spelled W I R, W I E R. You'll see it on the next slide, if I put it up there. But she's she's a linguist, and she writes in semantics. She writes about semantics and things like that. So she's a scholar, but she's also a follower of Jesus. And so she wrote this book a few years ago called What Did Jesus Mean? And so she kind of picks the language apart and kind of so she can understand it better and so she can help us understand a little bit what was going on at that time when Jesus said those things, when these people wrote these things down that Jesus said. And she said some helpful things about this passage. And these are things that we should know about God. There are things that we should know about God. Knowledge of God is not not, um, everything that we should pursue. We should know God, but not just intellectually. We should know God intimately. But she says there's some things we should know about God, and these are intimate and intellectual (laughs) strivings. These are things we should know or strive to know about God. I know this about God. You, God, are someone good. God, no one else is like you. And nothing else is like you. Those things in and of themselves separate God from us. Now, we have a close relationship with God. What we think about God says a lot more about us than it does about God. God is worth worshiping because we, because he can't be all that much like us. Each one of us is made in his image, and it doesn't matter if you're if you identify male, female, or non-binary, whatever the definition that you've come up with for yourself, you still have planted within you that image of God, that imprint of God, and what shines forth out of you from God is what points us in God's direction. But a God worth worshiping can't be all that much like us, because I know personally for myself, I'm kind of selfish and I could be cold and unempathetic. Um, and God's not like that. We talked; Dave talked a little bit about our fathers last week, and that, that sense that we might have a distant or cold father, we might have a close father. My dad is, and I resemble each other to a degree. He. There is plenty of differences, though. There's things that are the same about us. Um, We say some of the same words the same way. We like some of the same teams. We are totally on the opposite end of our political perspectives and beliefs, but we still love each other in spite of that. Um, My dad has to wear glasses all the time, and he's always worn glasses. I just have to wear glasses for reading because I'm getting older. My dad has red hair. I don't. Um it's turning whiter turning as the days go by. Um, but we have the kind of the same body type. Um, he's a little bit taller than I am. But you can see me in my dad, and you can see my dad in me. But I'll never be my dad, and he'll never be me. We have a resemblance of God, and not in a, you know, there's just there's some big words around how that works out. But because God is spirit and we, the resemblance to God is our spiritual resemblance. Are we kind? Are we good? Are we just? Are we loving? Are we unconditional in all those things? And as God's image comes up in us, that shows who God is. We believe in this close father but we're not close enough that we can't recognize there's a difference between us and between God. You know, we saw in the video the lengths that the Hebrew scholars went in order to create a space, a sacred type of space for God's name. We're not so great about that anymore, uh, that people use God's name in vain, and we think of that as them saying GD or something like that. But we take a lot of things and we take them out as being, uh, we, we make things as non-sacred in our, in, our, in our spaces. And we have a warped view of what sacredness and what holiness is. We, Americans specifically, and I'll speak for Americans, I'm an American. Um, don't hold me to that necessarily, but I am an American. But we wrap up our sacred. I'm not going to speak on behalf of all Americans, but I am going to speak on behalf of what I've seen let's say that but we wrap up sacredness with a flag and an anthem and monuments to great leaders and we should hold those things up there was great sacrifices made in honor of all those things we hold up the constitution as sacred along with all the many distortions that we hold as sacred without any kind of nuance without thinking through why do we hold those things up because at the, sometimes at the expense of those things, others have been hurt and oppressed. Those who hold to different ideologies or live from a radically different experience from us, when we push those people aside and honor things above them that aren't really sacred like God are, then we unhallow God's name. When we hallow God's name above everything else, Those symbols, the flag, the constitution, um, those great monuments to our great leaders, those come into a better perspective for who we are as citizens of a bigger empire, a a Jesus empire. Not that he's imperialistic, um, but he is a king. Those symbols and ideologies recede into the background as we make God's name holy in our lives. The second part of what Vesbitska says, Anna says, is this. Is that my part in hallowing God's name. So first we saw that God is good, no one else is like God, and nothing nothing else is like God. So no one, nothing is like God. And so there's a second part to this, this my part in hallowing God's name. So I want all people to know this about God, that God is good, and that God is not like us, and God is not like anything else. And I want all people to say this, so when we say the Lord's Prayer together, we are, in fact, hallowing God's name. And I want all people to know God. I want people to know God the way that I know God, the way that we know God so when we do those things, everything else that we might hold sacred in our lives pales in comparison, because I want people to know this, and not just, I don't want, I don't want to just be the only one doing this, I want all of us to do this, and so the practical implications of that are these, because I want this to happen, I'll do good things. Remember, God is a good God, and if we do good things and honor Him, God's name, then people will see God as sacred. When I do good things, I want people to say good things about God. So that's how we hallow God's name. We can pray the prayer together. We'll pray the prayer together here in a couple of minutes. But through our words and our actions, when we do good in the world, not to our own credit, but to God's, we hold up God as holy, hallowed, and sacred. So what are those good things that we can do? What are some things that we can do just in our daily lives that help us to hold God's name up as holy? If I want everybody to know that God is holy, I could be someone who texts that person who I know might be a little bit lonely. Just say hi, check in on them. How are you doing? Or encourage a neighbor. Um, Invite an acquaintance to coffee or for a drink. Smile at the cashier when you go through the grocery checkout line or Wawa or whatever it is that you go and get your beverages. We can hallow God's name. And maybe next week when we get together, we're going to have brunch together next week. Maybe you can tell us how you saw God's name made holy last week. Part of this is we're not taking credit for the things that we do to show other people God's holiness. But we can spot it in other people and tell other people, hey, we saw something. We saw the image of God in this. We saw Jesus in this person's actions. And They might not even know it. But when we walk as if God is holy, and we walk as if this whole earth is full of God's glory, then we are consistently thinking through how we hallow God's name. I want us to say the prayer together. It's going to be up on the screen, but it also, there's little cards under some of that construction paper on your tables. There's some cards, and we'll say that prayer together. We'll say that prayer together each week. You can take the cards with you if you want to. I can always make some more. But as we say that prayer, as we maybe even memorize it, we will reorient our lives reorient our thoughts reorient our words and actions to living this prayer out as a community not just me personally or you personally but as a community and so when we say this we try to say it in unison um, because that's that's nice and it makes it easy for everybody to understand but we say it in unison because we're agreeing to what Jesus taught us to do so let's do this together Pray then this way, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil amen. Again, thank you guys for being here this morning. I pray that you would go in peace this week. Linda, thank you for our special craft time today. Invite a friend to come back with you next week. We're going to have, we always have a great spread on brunch Sunday. Um, We'll continue our series on We Pray. We'll talk a little bit, I think the kingdom is next. We'll talk about that a little bit more. I hope you guys have a great week. Hope you honor the women in your lives today. Um, thanks for being here. We do have a recycling bin right in the middle if you have something to recycle. I don't want to see any of these pretty flower heart things in the recycling bin later, though. Um, and then glue sticks, glue sticks and scissors can all go back to the table where Linda and Donna and Mallory are sitting. Thank you guys for being here this morning.
0: Thanks for listening to the Koinos Podcast. If you like what you hear, like, subscribe, and share it. You can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Koinos CC and on YouTube at Koinos Community Church. Until next time, be well, do good, and love others.